welcome to another episode of the Making Sense of Islam podcast. A few housekeeping points before we begin. Every episode is accompanied by episode notes that highlight everything I've referenced. So people, verses, hadith, etc. They're all in the episode notes, which you can find at makingsenseofislam.com. Most of the episodes are short form, so the notes are few. But when you listen to longer form episodes, the notes are meant to be a resource and an aid. Number two. I would really appreciate it if you could rate the podcast on whatever platform you use and leave a comment, hopefully positive. And number three, every Friday I send out a short email called Coexist Ruminations that shares what I'm working on and reading in my four focus areas. If you'd like to receive these, please sign up by going to makingsenseofislam.com forward slash Friday. That's it for now. Enjoy the show. I love holidays, celebrations, and important calendar events. And this love has grown over the years to the point that these special events are a major part of my year. Now, I've tried to pull together various literature, hadith, du'ats, etc. regarding all of these special days. So this Islamic year, and at the time of this recording, I'm referencing the year 1440, I will do my best to compile these notes and suggestions per event and upload an episode that can be used as a reference guide. So I pray for infinite blessings and happiness for all of these events for all of you. Take care. So this episode has to do with the season of Hajj. And the season of Hajj, as we all know, takes place in the month of Dhul-Hijjah, which is the 12th Islamic month. It is one of the four sacred months. And it is also, of course, the last month of the year. So this sort of wraps begins to wrap up our liturgical calendar the only thing that would be left uh, will be to talk about the actual end of the year slash beginning of the year which hopefully we will have an episode on and even though it's the end the hajj is one of the greatest if not the greatest uh, institutions that we have the pilgrimage it's so great and and so such a big deal that we have to do it once in our life if we are able to meaning that it's not like ramadan where you're going to do it every year or the prayer where you do it every day or juma where you do it every week etc but it's it's enough to do it once a year so every moment of time has its devotional tax the day is taxed by or maybe that's the ba- a bad word not a tax but you know every moment of time has its devotional Um, act associated with it so the day has the five daily prayers the week has juma the friday prayer the year has uh, or the the month you could say has the three middle days the 13th the 14th and the 15th the, the white days as they're called in which it's a practice to fast the year has ramadan and then your lifetime you have the hajj so that's one way of looking at it so the Hajj is the devotional act of a lifetime, literally of a lifetime. And the Hajj season, technically from a Sharia point, point of view, it begins the minute you break your fast on the last day of Ramadan. Maghrib has come in. The next day is the first of Shawwal, which is the day of Eid. The minute you break your fast at the last day of Ramadan, you can at that moment begin your intention to perform Hajj. So if you had if you made an intention at that moment to perform Hajj, then you would have to, you know, actually get in that state and complete your Hajj or else you would have to expiate somehow. Uh, 
So the Hajj season is actually quite long. Uh, it's about two, you know, two, slightly over two months. But for most of us uh, that end up going to Hajj, you really don't start making the movement to Hajj until the very end of the Al-Qa'da or the very beginning of the Al-Hajjah, depending on like what kind of Hajj package you have. So that's why I'm just looking at it as a Dhul-Hijjah thing. But technically, it's, it's much more expansive. Now, Hajj is not just a season for the pilgrims. I mean, of course, if you're going to Hajj, uh, and I you know, pray that everyone gets the opportunity to go at least once, it's a big deal. I mean, without, without doubt, it's, it's a totally big deal. But the, the blessings of this season and these days and the day of Arafah and the day of Eid, etc., are not just limited to the people that perform the Hajj. And that's really what I wanted to talk about. So the Hajj season for us is the first nine days of the month of Dhul Hijjah. And as narrated in Sahih al-Bukhari, the companions, they asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, they said, what are the best days to perform righteous deeds, you know, to perform acts of devotion? And the Prophet said they are the first nine days of Dhul Hijjah. There is no days in the year in the world better than these days for, for pious action. And then the companion said, even, you know, even in the performance of jihad, even in the performance of an act of where you have to defend yourself or defend your homeland in a legitimate you know, uh, military engagement. And he said, not, you know, except if you, if you did that, if you like, defended your homeland and you were killed doing that. Other than that act, which most of us... Uh, fortunately will not be called on to do these there's nothing better that you, that you can do than doing a good deed in these first nine days of the hajjah so that's a pretty big endorsement that means that these are the days in which any act of devotion is multiplied is accepted it, it, it's a good time to do that what does that mean any devotional anything you can fast these days, you can give charity in these days, you can do some community service in these days, you can spend time with your family during these days, you can uh, pray at night, you can read more Qur'an, you can you know, listen to something beneficial, read, you know, read a book that's beneficial, etc. Anything and everything that you can do in these first nine days of, of Dhul Hijjah, ten including the day of Eid, you should do. And the best way to do that is to develop, a, like I've said over and over again, take out a little piece of paper, note card, whatever, even on your phone, and make a plan. Say, okay, this is what I want to do on these 10 days. Because they're not Ramadan days, I have found that if you don't write it down, they go by very fast. You'll be like, oh my God, tomorrow's Eid. I didn't even fast. You know, or tomorrow's the day of Arafah. I didn't do anything. Because they're quote-unquote normal days, sometimes they slip. But they're totally important. I mean, you should do, really, you should go all out during these nine days to do as much as possible. It's very common for people to fast. And there's a whole host of hadith about, you know, fasting during these days is equal to fasting this many years and doing one rak'ah during these days is equal to this many years. And, and a lot of these hadith have weaknesses. But the fact that there are so many hadith that talk about that to quantify the importance of these days it's a reminder that that's how important these days are. One of my favorite um, hadith slash texts is that Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, when he talked about these days, the first 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah, nine and then the 10th being the day of Eid, so you know that's what I mean by the nine or the 10, is that 
it is that it, these are days in which our dua is accepted. And that, for me, I mean, that's what I need. You know, I want, that's what I need to hear. That's what I need to look forward to. I said, these are the days in which when you, when you turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerely, your dua, your supplication are going to be accepted. And it's so important that it, the nine days culminate in the day of Arafah, which is the ninth day, which is the day that the pilgrims you know, perform, are in the plain of Arafah. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, Al-Hajj Arafah, that Hajj is Arafah. So if you're there in Arafah, even for a moment during the day of Arafah, then you, are, you have performed your Hajj. And on that day, it's a day in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives everyone's sins. And the ulama understood this as being the people in Arafah and the people outside of Arafah. So all of us, it's a day of complete forgiveness. It's a, it's a day of complete salvation. It's a day of, of, of cleaning our slates with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So much so that the following day is the Eid. And that's really why it's a celebration. It's a celebration of forgiveness. It's a celebration of acceptance. It's a celebration of full devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the day of Arafah is, of, if you're, if you're going to do, if you can't fast the, the, the full nine days, which I know is difficult for people, we should at least all plan that we are going to fast on the day of Arafah. Because the day of Arafah, fasting that day, is the equivalent of fasting for two years. Uh, it forgives our sins. It's, it's, a tr- it's a good practice to do. And it's nice to do that in community or with a family. You all break your fast together. And then the next day is the Eid. And then when you break your fast on the day of Arafah, on the Maghrib, uh, before the, of that day, that's when you, we begin our takbirat that goes through not only the day of Eid, but the following three days, which are the, the days of Tashriq, the days of the, of the stoning for the pilgrims. So that's why we refer to it as the Big Eid, uh, because it is, a, it, is, it is three, four days of celebration and takbirat and devotion. So the takeaway, I mean, the, 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 there's a lot that can be done, and there's no set program other than the common practice of fasting. Uh, the nine days, all of them, if not at least the ninth. But you have to make your own program. So when you um, plan for these events, these liturgical events, and sometimes I offer, okay, here's a du'a, or here's this practice or that practice. I mean, this is one of those cases where anything and everything that you do is good. But do it with purpose during these nine days. And you have to find a practice or a set of practice that work that works for you. Sometimes people, they say, you know, I've always been meaning to read, uh, for example, a, a book on the biography of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Okay, stop what you're doing and do that for these nine days. You can finish that book within nine, ten days. That's your practice. Or, you know what, I have to make up days for Ramadan. Uh, I need to be fasting anyway. I'm going to fast those days with the intention of making up my fast. And because they fall in days of sunnah fast, you'll get doubly rewarded. You'll be rewarded for making up what you missed. And because they fell in these days of sunnah fast, you'll also be, uh, you also qualify for the sunnah. But from a fiqh point of view, your intention has to be to make up the fard because the fard supersedes the sunnah. This is a technical point. You can say, okay, you know what? I'm going to uh, wake up before fajr and make some dua. Some people that's easy for them They wake up early anyway So 5-10 minutes earlier I'm going to do that And that counts as being Acts of the days 
uh, of, of Dhul Hijjah. Uh, I'm going to do some community service. I know community members that are sick. I'm going to go visit them. Uh, I haven't called my family in a while. I'm going to reach out to them. Whatever the case may be, just do it. Make a program for yourself. Do it. Maximize the benefits of this day. But whatever you do, make sure that you have a set uh, package of dua that you're going to do. You know, These are the five, ten things I need to focus on in dua, similar to what we did for the last ten days of Ramadan. Write them down. And throughout the days of these nine days, make that dua. Go through your list. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ask for forgiveness. Ask for a clean slate. Where The year is coming to an end. The liturgical year is coming to an end. Ask that the year ends well for yourself, for your family, for your community, for everyone that's suffering. Ask that the new year becomes you know, a year of blessings, etc., etc. And if you do these things with purpose, with intention, you will have really given yourself... Uh, a second wind you know in your spiritual life sometimes people have like a little bit of a downer after Ramadan and you sort of are lost you know this is another tremendous opportunity because there's 10 full days including the day of Eid so make the best of them write something down stick with the program uh, celebrate with your family enjoy it and inshallah be comforted in the fact that these are days of forgiveness. I hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts from us and forgives us our sins and makes us stronger. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you.